Hello and a warm welcome to This Woman's Work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do and the paths that have led them to where they are today. I'm here today with Emma. Hi Emma. Hi. Um, In your own words, could you tell the lovely listener what it is you do for a living? Yeah, okay. So I am a clinical solution-focused hypnotherapist. Yeah. Um, So I use a solution-focused brief therapy, which is the model of therapy that I practice, combined with hypnotherapy. Um, So it's a really powerful kind of short uh, therapy plan, if you like, than perhaps some of the more traditional options that you might have heard of, like CBT. Right, yeah. Um, So I work with women with anxiety, with trauma, confidence issues, um, kind of fears and phobias, anything that's like preventing them from doing things they want to do in their lives or causing them anxiety or um, any kind of issues. Um, And generally I work with people for between like 8 to 12 sessions. Okay. um, And they find that in that time they've been able to work out what they need to do so it's very solution focused okay and what that means is that we don't go back over the past and kind of analyze and pick apart what's happened we very much focus on now and the future okay oh that's nice. so almost how it's impacted making them feel now and tackling that yeah so looking at the way their thought patterns are and their behaviors are and working out how to make those small adjustments to make those changes, which will then have a big impact on their whole lives. Gosh, right. Okay, so how long have you been doing this for? So I trained, um, I have to remember the dates when I, when I went <laughs> back and trained. So I had a corporate job for a really long time in marketing. Okay. Um, and I was working in travel at the time, and then it was COVID. So obviously I lost my job and I decided then... I'm going to completely change my career and thought I've always so I had a psychology degree right so I graduated a very long time ago without giving my age away (laughs) (laughs) Uh, with a psychology degree and for cutting a long story short I didn't get into it because it was really difficult to to do what I wanted to do at that time so I took a job in marketing because I have um, a minors in marketing as well so but also if you've done psychology let's face it that's really a lot of what marketing the yeah, baseline for marketing yeah. isn't it? So. And, I, and I would say I got pushed into that route ah. um really it wasn't a choice and then so I stuck with it so I was good at it so yeah. I stuck with it for a really long time and then well, like I said when Covid happened I decided to completely go back to the beginning I said well I'm gonna go back to learn again I'm gonna go back to school and do something I really love so Again, I don't know how how long the version of this story it can be, but I've had hypnotherapy myself. Right. Um, and I really found out, I've, I've had lots of therapy in the past, and I found it to be the most transformational. It made the biggest impact, a significant impact on my life to the point that I would never have considered retraining to, to do anything new if I hadn't had had hypnotherapy. So I thought, ah. I love people, I love the brain, I love helping people. In my job, that's really, as a, like I run a department and I really loved developing, helping people. So right. I was like, it just makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? So I went and qualified. Uh, it took, so I, I worked um, with CPHT, which is a recognised school in hypnotherapy. And they teach the solution-focused 
brief therapy, hypnotherapy, because yeah. that's what I wanted to train in, because there are other types of hypnotherapy. Oh, okay, so you knew prior to this. I knew that was wanted. what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah, um, and it turned out that I knew the senior lecturer as well, which was lovely. Oh. Um, so she used to be my hypnotherapist. <laughs> but you didn't know that? Didn't know that, no, didn't know that. Ah, okay. um, I believe in the law of attraction, by the way, as well. I'm very into that. So wow, I okay. feel like I was. that was my calling. I was meant to be there. Um, and so, yeah, I worked. So I got another job. I worked alongside it full time. Got two kids. Oh my gosh. Um, so this was pre COVID? This was during COVID. Okay, so, so COVID happened. You decided to retrain. Yeah, retrain. And you retrained during COVID? During COVID. So yeah. it started off online, then we went face to face. Um, and I had another job at the time as well. So I was obviously just juggling all of that. Um, and the, the reason why I chose the qualification I have is that it's accredited, it's re- it's recognised, so it's a it's a real certification that's recognised at level four, right. um, which you don't have to have, interestingly, to be a hypnotherapist. Um, not many people know that, but yeah, you don't have to be qualified because there's no regulations in place. No. Yeah, so I've got um, two qualifications in hypnotherapy and I'm working on my level five advanced qualification now which is the same as like an undergraduate degree okay yeah so so it took me quite a long time to do the whole course but um the reason I picked that one as well is that you have to do lots of coursework and you have to work with so many hours of clients in that time um and by completing that course you can become part of an association so I'm part of three associations as well and so when I first started I was seeing clients online only right um, which is all new for hypnotherapy because yes. before COVID, the associations that I'm members of didn't allow online therapy. You weren't allowed to do it. It was only face-to-face. Yeah. So COVID actually changed the whole landscape of therapy, which right. is, you know, like I know there's lots of, of negative sides to COVID, but one of the positive sides is it's allowed hypnotherapists to now practice online, which means they can get to more people yeah which is amazing and it's opened it up yeah as, yeah as a more accessible industry yeah and I think to start with there was a little bit of concern around um you know how it would work and also the results and the outcomes but we've yeah. seen now that hypnotherapy online is just as effective as it is person really yeah. yeah yeah and for some people it means they can access therapy where they wouldn't have before so I work with people who've got agoraphobia or claustrophobia or driving anxiety or you know extreme social anxiety so the thought of coming and sitting here with me would be way too much so if we track right back then so Emma school college yeah were you always so what sort of led you to kind of going into sort of psychology then as a degree were you always into sort of the mind even as a young whippersnapper Um, they say if you this is like I don't know who says this by the way but I've read (laughs) this somewhere and I believe it um if you felt like particularly misunderstood as a a child growing up for whatever reason you have a tendency to be more interested in people and how they behave and how they respond to things. Right. Um, but as a child, I really struggled with school. Yeah. And I went through all the systems. So I went through um, to college. I didn't really get on very well at college. It wasn't really, like I said, I think going from quite a structured to then a really unstructured environment just didn't work for me. Yeah. And then I nearly didn't get into university because I messed up at college quite a yeah. bit. Um, but I really wanted to go. So when I went to university, I decided I, I took sociology, marketing, and psychology 
I said, I've always had a love for it. I've always, even in marketing, like you say, I was very much into the behavioural side of it, the language. Yeah. I was always into the psychology language and um, working out. I was, I'm very analytical, like I said. So I did a lot of A-B testing as well in my marketing ah. job. Yeah, to see like if you say it like this or like this, how yeah, does it work? Yeah, you loved that kind I of... I love that stuff. Yeah. I just love people. I love understanding them. And I used to be that person at work that would volunteer to ring people and ask them like research questions. Ah, okay. Everybody else was like, why would you do that? <laughs> but I loved it. And, I, and like I said, I love developing people. So I just knew it was what I meant. I was meant to do. Yeah, yeah. And I always felt like I was in the wrong job. Right. Because um, I loved what I did, but it wasn't giving me the outcomes I wanted. Yeah, it wasn't um, as rich. It wasn't as... Yeah, yet. yeah. So I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I kind of felt like, I think we started you saying at the beginning. It, yeah. I was good at it and I felt stuck yeah because like life happens so i you know met my husband we got a house then we had kids we got married had kids and every time that mile that next milestone i kind of felt more stuck yeah like how do i leave now how do i leave now how do i leave now and so like i said with covid it was like a blessing in disguise in the fact that i lost my job and was like this is it so do you now treat the therapy that you had or you've gone down a slightly different ther- you know this sort of hypnotherapy route I, I, what i'm trying to ask is how did you decide what courses to do what training yeah. to do so really basic what i did was i googled my yeah. hypnotherapist okay. and i looked what qualification she had yeah fair enough and then yeah. i went and did it <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i said whatever she does is what i want to do but that's not a bad idea with any profession really no. though is it i think if you come across someone that you think or is kind of almost what you want to be, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, ask them. Yeah, and just how Google them. It? Yeah, and yeah, yeah okay. I'll find it, ask them, how did you do it? And have you only done that? Have you slightly deviated? No, they're or... absolutely stuck to it. I do yeah. exactly what um, we are part of um, the, like I said, CPHT. So it's a very, it's a Clifton practice. Um, and it, it was founded by somebody called David Newton a long time ago now. Um, and it hasn't really changed. I mean, it's adapted and changed slightly with new research that's come out. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the principles are quite similar to how they always have been. It's very solution-focused. It's always forward-focused. We don't do regression. We don't really go back. Yeah. We use some NLP techniques. Okay. Um, I won't go into too much technical stuff. Um, we use some some CBT techniques um, and... So CBT for people that... Yes, that's Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the stuff we do is um, human givens. We borrow bits from lots of different areas of psychology and and, um, therapy and kind of make them, adapt them into how we work, a solution-focused approach. So mindfulness and meditation, for example, can work really well complement hypnotherapy really well okay they they activate the brain in a completely different way but they both work with your prefrontal cortex touched on insurance earlier so you have to be insured to practice do you you should be insured to practice yeah i was going to ask okay <laughs> so for anyone listening check for insurance because yeah. yeah. it's that almost a test for people that are more a legit yeah absolutely you want someone to be insured and for for both parties it's really important and you ideally want them to be part of an association because it then means that they're following certain um 
practice like guidelines yeah so it means that they have to comply with those guidelines and you've got more of a um, support system if you need it because you can then go to the you could um put a claim in against them with the association yes. yeah you know and i guess trip i guess also triple check that because someone could say they're accredited when they're not you would be so, able to find us on a register yes i was going to say that's yeah. always a good thing to do is yeah. just not take anything at face value no no definitely don't so look triple for them check. on the register and most people will have it on their website so i'm a bit rubbish to be honest with you i think i've only got two association badges on my website but i am part of the cnch I'm very bad with acronyms. That's the <laughs> complimentary something of this. I can't yes, remember what it is. Yeah. But yeah, but just ask people if you're not sure. What either inherent skills do you have or life learned skills do you have that have made you particularly good at this? And I think you've answered that in some extent anyway, in terms of your interests. Mm. But what natural characteristics do you think you have that yeah. make you good at this? I think... Most of my friends or people I know would say that they always say, oh, you're really good at, like, helping me see things differently. I don't know, like, I think I've always been quite good at getting people to understand how they can find a solution to a problem. Like, okay. that's just how I actually always have but that, been. If you take that back, does that then mean that you're also good at really seeing the problem Absolutely, yeah. I think it's very easy to see other people's problems, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And work out how to help them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in some ways, I, I think, you know, a lot of therapists maybe have spent a lot of time doing that because maybe they struggled with their own lives in some way. Yeah. You know, like it's so much easier to help support somebody else yeah. than it is to help yourself. Um, which is why, I know that's not what you asked me, but that's why I still have therapy because it's really, really important. I would also say anybody who's looking for a therapist, they should look for somebody who actually has therapy and uses the therapy that they deliver. Right. Gosh, if you don't use your own therapy, why are you doing it? But one of the things you can't do is put your own experience on somebody else, your own expectations or beliefs on somebody else. Right. So whoever sits in my chair, I have to work with exactly what they bring and what they say. I can't assume anything. I can't add any colour to it. I can't make a story up about it because I don't know. Yeah. And just if I've experienced something, doesn't mean I've experienced it in the same way you've experienced yes, it. Yes, yeah. So I'm, I think I'm quite good at separating myself from other people and seeing that other people think differently to me, other people oh, okay. behave differently to me, other people have different perceptions and experience of life than I do. Yeah. So I should never make any assumptions. So I think I'm quite good at not making assumptions. Yeah. I'm also obsessed with learning and developing, like obsessed. Like I always have been. I love learning about myself. I love learning like how I how my brain works. I love understanding how to overcome challenges. Yeah. And so I think I never use anything that I haven't tested or tried on myself to some extent. Right, yeah. So I've had rewind therapy done. You know, I've had solution-focused hypnotherapy. I've used all of the tools and techniques that I offer to other people. Yeah. And I find them, they work really well. And if I tried something and it didn't work particularly well, I wouldn't rule it out, but I'd explore why and, you know. What 
challenges and again you've already touched on some quite honestly you know sort of potentially ADHD anxiety yeah. are there any other kind of natural challenges that you think you have that make this challenging yeah for you um I have to be mindful that I can like connect too much sometimes with people and right. feel too much for people right. so I have to have like quite strong boundaries there and, so, and like I said, I can separate my experience from theirs, but feelings can be a bit tricky to manage. So when I, some, you know, it's it's very probable if you're a hypnotherapist and you have still got some issues, you can be triggered. Like right. really, it's, 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 it's extremely likely yeah. if you haven't done the work or you're not continuing to do the work on yourself. And even when you have, there's still a very high chance that someone's going to come and sit in that chair and say something that makes you go... <gasps> oh my god I feel that on every level yeah yeah you know and so it's really important you look after yourself you yeah. can't be a good therapist if you are not taking care of yourself if you're not getting therapy and working through anything that's still coming up for you and your issues I personally don't think you can deal with it very well and that's why I think a lot of people end up sometimes leaving Okay. because it can just get too much but it's not it's just they haven't learned how to manage it or deal yeah. with it in the right way for them so that's the big thing the other part of it is the people pleasing yeah. oh my god so the boundaries i had to put in place when i set up a business stop giving away stuff for free stop you know stop discounting things all the time stop giving more than you can in yeah. situations and, and many many levels again i was just saying surely people are just are they constantly messaging you then well, they, they would do yeah, yeah potentially if you don't have if you don't have boundaries in place and that but the biggest part of my learning again is how can i sit here and support somebody and tell them that you know not tell them any boundaries but help them create boundaries if i have none myself yeah you know what kind of example does that set i know you have a little life in you yeah i know you have a lot of strength left i know you have a little life in you yet but i did I work with children for a while and for many reasons it didn't work for me it just right. wasn't right it didn't feel aligned with what i wanted to do and i think the more I was doing that took me out of alignment for what I wanted to create, the more I felt bad about the situation. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So I had to decide to stop doing that. And that, that was like quite tough because I did love working with the children. I just found the whole process to be more than I could manage. I wasn't the right yeah. person for it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about being open-minded. That comes with being honest about stuff and saying, this isn't for me. Yeah, there are other people out there who could do a better job than I could. That's not being like negative or self-critical. That's being honest and saying, "I don't love this as much as somebody else." Yeah, yeah. They could do a better job here. Brilliant. So now I yeah. refer people to other hypnotherapists yeah. if I don't think I can work with them. And the same with a few other issues that I'm not just I just don't take on. Um, but yeah, it's trying to find. Um, like for example, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I don't advertise and I don't specifically work with weight management. Right, it's just not my thing. Don't do is it. Is that a big request? And is that a big? It's really big, yeah. yeah. And there are many people who do it. I just don't, and there's reasons for why I don't, and yeah. that's that's my reasons, and that's all I need to like. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like getting to that place in your life where you feel quite comfortable and confident with what you do like and what you don't like, yeah. who you do want to work with, who you don't want to work with. Um, and the other side of it is obviously then the um, kind of the admin stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, making sure all of your notes are in the right places and 
you've written everything up for your um, associations in case because you get audited so yeah. you get audited and you, you need like a um all of that um booking systems technology yeah the the bit i didn't account for was the back and forth with clients of them saying i can't do that date what else oh, have you yes. got yeah. you know oh, in my head when i first started it's so easy I've got a website someone's going to go on they're going to book end of yeah and I didn't realise actually, which is silly because I should have done from my background, but sometimes you naively go into things like hoping for the best. Yeah. You know? And I think I'd, I'd not realised people buy from people and yeah. your your connection with somebody is often what is what makes them come to you. So you can't expect, particularly somebody who's very anxious, if you've got social anxiety, if this is a really big deal, which it is for a lot of people to come to, to therapy, you can't expect them to just go click a button here, I'm here. And some people do, but some people need a bit more. They want to ask some questions. Yeah. They want to chat to you, don't they? Yeah. Get yeah. that reassurance. Um, so that side of things. And then finally, the last thing I'll say on the topic is I had to do a lot of work on my own confidence. So showing up on social media and doing things outside my comfort zone like going and doing talks workshops guest appearances coming on podcasts yeah um you know all of that stuff when I first started I'd never done before so it's all new and all learning and it terrified me and every time I did it it got a bit easier yeah and I just had to keep going and keep going and um eventually like I said I just kind of approach it with if it's going to be the right for me I'm just going to do it I'm not going to overthink it yeah so yeah fantastic so what's been the best part of all of this so far then? Um, so I was looking back on the last however many years and it's been a whirlwind. Um, it, I think the biggest part for me is that, I don't know what the word is. So I've always wanted freedom. Freedom's always been like my driving kind of value behind everything else. And so that's why I ask myself now, is this giving me freedom? And I love the fact that I am in complete control of my week. Yeah. Like, that's entirely my decision. Sometimes I make bad decisions and I have to take responsibility for that. Yeah. But ultimately, it's it's my decision. If I want to take tomorrow off, that's up to me. Yeah. So that's been the hardest, but also the best bit about it. Um, And the fact that I'm doing something... I would say, like, finally, for the first time in my life, that I can get excited and, like, I don't... I've, n- I've not had the Sunday scaries once. Um, and then the other side of it is, like I said, knowing what I'm putting out into the world and making the world a bit of a better place, for me, is really important. And I didn't feel that until... I, I mean, I did feel it in certain ways, but sending somebody on a lovely holiday is nice sending somebody on a holiday and they feel amazing about themselves and their lives is a whole different situation Mm. um knowing that i'm able to help people unblock themselves and you know like find what they need in there to make their lives better like that's amazing to me yeah like i think that's the best part of what i do yeah wow okay contrast of that then and the worst part seems incredibly negative. I'm going to have to reword this question. <laughs> but I guess what, what are the... So I asked you what the challenging parts of you, but what, I guess what are the challenging parts of this job then that make it tough? I would be lying if I said it doesn't 
you know, you don't have those moments where you just feel disappointed and sad in humanity, you know, like it's really hard not to have that sometimes. Um, but again, I have to do that reframing and I have to work on myself. Um, so the hardest bit for me is not letting some of that hard stuff kind of and it sounds really harsh when I say it, but I have to just say it how it is. Not like that infiltrate into my life. Yeah. And like just having those really separate boundaries that say like you can care about people and be a really lovely, good person, but you don't have to take all of that stuff. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's that. Well, it's yeah, that if ability. people are telling you quite dark stuff, that must be hard to kind of get gosh. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, I'm really lucky because of the approach I take. That's really only need to know basis at the consultation or like if it came up in a session um we're not going over these things and dwelling about them and and i don't ask people any information about it so it does i, I ch and that's why i chose that this way of working for myself as well yeah know? brilliant wow um, am I allowed to ask, what's the strangest thing that's happened to you doing this? Oh. Strangest experience or strangest thing that you've heard? Or, I mean, obviously without naming any names, yeah, but... I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, we do, get, we do get some odd requests sometimes, I guess. And some odd phobias, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. Somebody told me something the other day, and I was like, I've never heard that one before. Um, I haven't really had anything particularly strange myself. It's more things I've heard from other people. But yeah, I mean, you do get the odd, odd few people. I get the odd, and they're always men. I'm sorry, but they are who will ask me weird questions. Um, like I think the, the weirdest thing someone's asked me before was how deep a trance can you put me in? I think they wanted me to, like... Oh, deep. Almost, and... like, do drugs. Oh, like a yeah, drug. Like, yeah, like... And I was like, no, that's not what I do. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, other than that, I don't have anything too odd. What about... Um, do you treat any form of, sort of, like, sexual problems? Do you go down... Yeah, that... Sorry so... to ask. Yeah, but I no, can feel no, that people might, might feel... Yeah, we do. And to be honest with you, that's what I mean. It's... It's not, um, it's really not unusual, it's not uncommon, to be honest, for, for that to come And do you get well. couples coming in or is it just individuals? I don't do couple therapy, so right. I will work with couples individually, Yeah. Um, but I don't work with couples yeah. together. Um, so yeah, I mean, sometimes people will tell me stuff that's like really, yeah. you know. And unusual I'm, and you've got to... Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I approach everything in a completely non-judgmental way. Yeah. And like, it is what it is. Whatever information you tell me in a session, it is what it is. I don't delve into it. I don't need to know about it, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, sometimes there will be things that come up and you think, oh, that's interesting. My most requested, not weird, but my most requested is, can you make me stop eating chocolate? Or yeah. can you make me stop eating crisps? And I'm, that's like, I'm just, that's not what I do. Does the same thing apply for addiction? Do you treat yeah. addiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. do or you don't do, do addiction? Do a treat, I do a treat... I can't say that. <laughs> I do treat addiction is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and again, we can work with everything as long as the person has the motivation and the desire. Yeah. Nothing's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We don't... The, the approach we take is very much um, 
if you want if you want to make a change here then we can support you do it yeah. um the only things that that come up which are you know there are sometimes we need to speak to gps about but that's more mental health conditions which might have an adverse effect yeah. if they're not managed properly so i would be i wouldn't work with somebody if i had any concerns that hypnotherapy might create an adverse reaction and likewise um any contraindications from like trauma things right. like that yeah um so if somebody came to me and said this really traumatic thing happened can you like fix it and make it go away i want to do it now yeah. i would say no and right. i know there are other people out there who might work with them but i wouldn't personally because i would say we need to like spend more time trying to figure out yeah like get you into a place where you're like emotionally and mentally prepared and ready for like dealing with that stuff yeah yeah, um, yeah. because it can be really like you know i i like really ptsd want... that kind yeah, of yeah i really a lot of people do work with ptsd and aren't very trauma informed right and that really worries me because um you know you, you can have you can have contraindications from working particularly around regression work or like things like that if you're not aware of that person's emotional state right now and whether they can process it because the brain doesn't isn't always able to process things um like that so it's just recognizing the the right point in the therapy treatment that you would deal with it yeah and so i'm always very honest with people so it's quite clear that money and you know remun i can say that word remuneration isn't why you're doing this no however if someone is considering and would love this kind of career i guess it's to give them an idea obviously you've obviously had to pay out a lot for training and to yeah, qualify, yeah. and insurance yeah would you say you do earn a good living from this you absolutely can a good living from it i yeah. would say be mindful um i had to have another job whilst i did my training and I had to have another job whilst I first started out in practice. Um, for a year, I still worked for a, a good year alongside it because it does take time to get clients, you know. Yes. Um, and and I would say it all depends on what you put into it and what you want to get out of it. I know people who do 40 clinic hours a week, wow. which is a lot for me. That's too much. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but again, one of the biggest traps I fell into when I graduated was looking at other people. Oh, well, how has she got 40 clinic hours a week? And I've only got, you know, at the time, seven. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's about realising that that person might have been in business for seven years already. Yeah. And they haven't got the same life as you. You know, so my husband's a firefighter, so he works shifts. I've got two little kids. Um, We've got homework. We've got after school clubs. We've got football the weekend. Yeah. You can't. You know, you have to create the whole thing. If you're doing this for freedom, is to create the business around your life rather than create your life around the business. Yeah. And I create my business around my life, so I yeah. have to try and make that work. And if that means for now that I can, I have to cap how many clients I have, then that's fine. But it's just about being aware of that. And surely you can also, like you say, in time. Do you get paid for maybe going on these courses and these workshops and stuff? So other than actual clinical hours you can get paid for i mean the other stuff so i i make mm, i i make some money from talking yeah so like public talking but again it depends if you want to do that and that that comes more i guess is more experienced more qualified whatever you are yeah 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 and then i make money from group work that i do as well so whether that's 
um, an organisation or a charity yeah. will pay me to run groups for them. But yeah. I also run my own groups as well. Yeah. So there's lots of opportunities. You can then, um, you know, I could decide if I wanted to create a CPD course and deliver that and that would make me money. I could become a supervisor. Okay. Yeah. I could become a business mentor. I could become a lecturer. You know, there's yeah. so many opportunities for the future in my future not my immediate because i'm still yeah doing what i'm doing i'm happy but um yeah there's so many opportunities in hypnotherapy well my next question was going to be what's next for you and you sort of just said then didn't you kind of went oh well in the future but right now i'm quite happy but what's next as in like you let's say you in five years okay so me in five years i think i will have created and be running a cpd course for 100 percent. like i'm definitely i love teaching um, and I probably am going to be a business mentor. I wouldn't say probably. I will be a business mentor for other hypnotherapists as well. Okay. So, yeah, they're the two things I really want to do. Okay, my two final questions. Yeah. What advice would you give to your younger self? So, could be Emma in oh school, God. college, uni? Um, I would say to myself at uni... Um, have more fun and I don't mean that in like a <laughs> go out and have more fun because I have plenty of that I mean like don't take life so seriously right like don't worry so much about because back then I really worried and I felt really so this was the social anxiety that you made social anxiety yeah. and just about everything in life you know like what's my life going to turn out like you know, and being and, and that feeling of being stuck for such a long time, I think I'd tell myself just, well, it's all worked out perfectly. But I think if I had any advice, it would be don't worry so much about like the the future. Yeah. Just enjoy what you're doing now. Like focus on you now and have a good time. Love what you're doing now. Yeah. And the rest of it will come. Trust the journey. Yeah. But I think I used to be so fixated on what's going to happen. And I didn't really enjoy what I was doing. Yeah. So that would be it, yeah. Okay, and then the final question. What bit of life advice would you throw out there as you now into the world to anyone that's listening? So my best advice right now is whatever is stopping you from doing something, it's very likely it's not actually what you think it is. Oh, okay. (laughs) So most of the time we don't do things, it's because we're not sure how to do it. Right, and we don't take that. So what's that? Is that fear of the unknown then? Or? Yeah, I think so. And it's it's kind of, there's two sides to it. The way I see it is we either plan so far ahead, we overwhelm ourselves and think, how am I going to do this? Or we become so blocked, we can't even see the next step in the journey. So we just stop ourselves instantly. So I would say like, it's, it's yes, it might be confidence. It might be this, it might be that skills, ability, but it's really not any of those things. It's just you haven't worked out how you're going to do the next step yet. Yeah. So my advice is take the first step. Like just come up with one idea that you can do tomorrow that's easy. Take the first step and see what happens because you will learn as soon as you've done that. Yeah. You'll learn everything you need to know to make the next step as soon as you've taken the first one. And this could be for anything, work, love, relationship. Anything. Like you were saying about your podcast, you know. Yeah. Six, seven months ago, you wouldn't have had a clue maybe what you were doing. No. 
And until you've done that first thing that's like, what do I need? And you start doing it, then you go, oh, now I know I need to know this. Now I know I need to know this. Now I know I need to know this. Exactly. But if you spent all your time trying to work out everything you needed to know before you started doing it, it wouldn't serve you any benefit because that's like three steps ahead. It's overload, isn't it? It was for me very much. And and what I will always say as well is everything can change. Like what you predict could happen might never happen. Something completely unpredictable could come in and change. So you can never be fully prepared for that. So you have to take the first step and see what happens. And just know like after you've done that, you're going to have enough information to make the next step. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Emma. Oh, you're welcome. It was really nice to meet you and chat and, you know, talk about all this stuff to help the people, hopefully. Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind-the-scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.